time to break down Keith Sanchez's top 10 quarterbacks of the 2024 NFL Draft. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback out of Michigan, is over the Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, at QB3. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find the follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And as always, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. And guys, I got to kick this intro to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers, man, and the other side to this dynamic duo that we call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, and like we like to say, it all starts with the NFL Draft. And DP, a part of the NFL Draft is QB rankings, man, and today I am on the hot seat, man. My QB rankings have dropped over there on on the draft network, man, and we're going to break down, and DP already broke it down a little bit. So we're going to have a really good conversation about um a couple of these quarterbacks in the top five, but we're going to break down the entire top ten. But DP, before we get started with the QB rankings, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, guys, let's take a look at Keith Sanchez's 2024 top 10 QB rankings. And of course, number one, Caleb Williams, number two, Drake May. So USC, North Carolina. But let's scroll a little bit. We got number three from Michigan, J.J. McCarthy and the Heisman winner, his own LSU Bengal Tiger, Jaden Daniels, <laughs> at four. The guy won the Heisman. Keith, talk to us. What went into this process of putting J.J. McCarthy at three over Jaden Daniels? DP, I know this is going to shock a lot of people, man, but it's, it's always fun and it's important to add context and conversation, right, to what you've seen on film and what my thought process was, right, with the bigger picture. Um, watching Jaden Daniels, DP, there's a lot to like about him, right? And I actually had this conversation with a couple of scouts down um, at the senior bowl, a couple of NFL scouts down at the senior bowl, right? And was talking about Jaden Daniels, the player, right? And the guy that's an explosive um, runner, right? A guy that has really good deep ball accuracy. Uh, but the other parts are, make you know, operating one from under center, right? And then two, um, throwing in the middle of the field with those layered throws. Now, the, the conversation, I'm like, okay, well, why J.J. McCarthy? Because J.J. has been so bad, right? I, I, when I watched the Michigan Tape DP, and we've talked about it, right, whether that's Michigan State, um, I believe Rutgers was a good game, and it was a couple good games before, I seen a, 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 a guy with extreme arm talent, right? With extreme arm talent, he can go five wide, he can go under center. Um, I think he can make throws at all levels of the field. And you say, okay, well, why J.J. McCarthy over Jane Daniels? 
I think the conversation is this, is that we we as talent evaluators, right, we kind of get put in a weird spot because as we evaluate the talent, we don't get to pick everything. Like yesterday, we had the conversation about Caleb Williams, right? And if you tell me Caleb Williams is going to go with um, – with Cliff Kingsbury, right? With those wide receivers that they have with the commanders, then I say, okay, I feel really good about it. Now that's my JJ McCarthy, Jaden Daniels conversation. Where does Jaden go? Right. I, I don't know if he do. I, I don't know if you feel like this, but I don't think he's offensive coordinator proof. Right. So when I went into these rankings, it's like, okay, what offense or offenses are more popular in the NFL? Right. And it's not one that's necessarily suited for Lamar Jackson we've had this Lamar Jackson conversation right there are plenty of offensive coordinators I believe DP that would have took Lamar Jackson and ruined them right look at Jalen Hurts right just how important um Jalen Hurts how um what's our guy in Indianapolis right now uh oh, Shane, the, the Steichen. Shane Steichen right look how important he was to the growth and development of Jalen Hurts in the style of quarterback he is so this kind of went off of more of who's I guess proof, right? Like, like who, who has a higher chance of the NFL potentially not messing it up? I do love what Jane Daniels could be, but I also look at some of the things that I need to see him to do. And I don't know if an NFL coordinator is going to get that right. And that's kind of where it falls to me. Like, I, I want to know what the situation, like I know new England, right? They need a playmaker. They need a baller, but it's like, okay, who are y'all bringing in? That's going to allow Jane Daniels to use his legs. That's going to, um, you know, have those style plays, right? The RPOs, the QB options, um, the, the the QB powers, QB counters, right? And then make the reads, right? Because when you watch the film, Jane Daniels is a, a, a one read, two read, get up out of there and run with my legs, right? And I just want to see how that, that process is going to unfold. And then also on top of this, DP, Jaden was throwing to Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas. I don't think there's a Malik Neighbors or Brian Thomas in New England, right? So what is that process going to be like? So I'm going to toss it back to you just after that conversation and tell me how you feel about that. No, I mean, the, the explanation makes a lot of sense, right? And, and I, I give you give you that credit. I think the counter for me is like, all right, and I agree, you know. No, go ahead, counter it. Go ahead, yeah, counter it. I'm going to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, I, let's I counter fun. it with, so because we talk about like, you know, what, especially like New England, right? The receivers, not having the the leak neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., stuff like that. But I'll, I'll also argue, like, yeah, they can run the ball, but they don't have the dominant run game that Michigan had that also made, like, J.J. McCarthy's life easy. You know what I mean? Going under center, that, that heavy play action, dictating the roll coverage from the safeties and stuff like that. And I think what – and, don't, you know, I love J.J. McCarthy. I love both of these guys. And I think for me it's like, all right, right now, when I look at J.J. McCarthy, I see a young man that's still – developing with his reads right like going like speed and timing through his progressions he'll still stick and stay stuck on a read and take a little too long to like and, and he's young right it's, it's different from you know people think i like to take shots at will levis i don't but it's the easiest one for me I, I to kind know, of bring some sometimes you do. It, feels, <laughs> it feels like you do feels like you do i just it's the easiest one for me to go to will levis was like a two-year starter had plenty of snaps was four, playing in college for four years or whatever it was four or five years right but he was a guy that would stare down reads and not come off of it. And then like people blame the offensive line that he got hit. Well, if you don't come off the read, you're 24 years old, man, you can't keep doing this, but JJ's 20. So I, I, I know that the upside is high, but I just think like with that, it's like, all right, there's some deficiencies in his game right now that the, even the right coach needs to be able to nurture that to mature his game going into the NFL where, 
Like, and don't get me wrong, I think, and what's what makes it fascinating is because he's also athletic. Is he four three athletic? Like Jay Daniels might be? No, but he's probably four five, which is plenty fast enough, right? I just think Jaden Daniels is such the ultimate weapon at the quarterback position when you're talking about being able to yep. make the plays with his legs, but they're all having the arm talent to make those throws. I think the middle of the field throws is going to be interesting. Because I think, it, again, like I think like the who's the Patriots offense good is Alex Van Pelt. So he spent time in like Green Bay, Cincinnati back in like 20, 2018, 2019. He spent time with the with the Browns even this year. When they had Deshaun Watson, Pete was a Sean PJ DTR, and then Joe Flacco. So he's got a a, a vast uh, network of uh, experience with different style quarterbacks, right? Knowing because PJ and DTR are more guys that use their legs. Deshaun can use his legs as well. I think he'll be a fit for Jaden Daniels. I think for me is like all right. I think Jaden can make. You know, he has the arm down to make those throws, right? Like in the middle of the field and and, and mm-hmm. really put it over those defenders. Yep. I think it, the, the question I have is, like, why isn't he? Like, is it more of a comfort thing where it's like, you know what? Yeah, Having I, the offense coordinator just like, hey, make the throw. Like, you know, I, you've seen it, right? In practice, bro, throw it in the middle of the field. I don't care if it's a pick. I want you to get comfortable getting in the, hitting in this range, in this, this area of the field. Because if you think about Jalen Hurts, he wasn't a great middle of the field thrower. He was more of a vertical passer himself. I think that as a pass, as a natural passer, I'll take Jaden over what Hurts was coming out of the college. Yeah, and I, I think even with that conversation, right? You remember? Well, not remember. It still goes on. Like the next gen stats, and they they chart the quarterback throws, right? And mm-hmm. I don't. I've never seen Jaden Daniels next gen stats oh, yeah, or anything throw, like throw, that, right? Throw, but I just chart. feel like it would be perimeter stuff and deep stuff, right? Like all the mm-hmm. dots would be on the perimeters and and be and, and be deep, and that's just the part that I, I want to see, right? And obviously, they're still early in the process, and you know, this situation is a fluid situation, DP. Um, and and it, I think it'll be things like, okay, what if what if Jaden runs a four five flat or four four eight, and then JJ McCarthy runs a four five two, right? I, I think yeah. that the conversations are going to start being this close once you actually kind of pull back the layers right because even when you watch jj mccarthy dp to do his deep dive i think that you came away more impressed than you expected to in some of the games and and this is not me right. saying i don't like jay daniels like i said i, I feel like jay daniels i feel like jay jj mccarthy right it's the situation that's going to matter and i think when you rank quarterbacks and when you rank players period right it kind of becomes are they what who's the most situation-proof guy, right? It mm-hmm. becomes that, and I think that's why we see the variance in quarterback play, right? One year, Dak Prescott is throwing 15, 16 interceptions. Next year, people are talking about him as an NFL MVP, right, as throwing the football at quarterback. So we're going to get those variants in conversation. But, DP, as much as I want to continue that conversation, I think we need to continue with the list, right, and have some more really good conversations surrounding these quarterback races, especially post-senior bowl, right? We just watched some of these guys throw live. So I think it'd be really good just to continue to have this conversation. So coming up next, man, we're going to start this thing off with, with QB5 and then keep it rolling. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Even wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The Nissan Pathfinder has room up to eight and expensive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capabilities with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. The 2024 Nissan Rogue 
is perfect for CD drives and great escapes. Classic exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, guys. Keith, you know, we're still in the hot seat at QB5. Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington. At QB6, one of my guys, Spencer Rattler out of South Carolina. And at QB7, Bo Nix out of Oregon. Keith, talk to me about Spence. Now, you made this list. I want to let people know. This list was made prior to the Senior Bowl. Not This right. isn't a reaction based off of how good Spencer was. He was clearly QB1 down in Mobile all last week. So why was Spencer over Bo Nix? And did he does he have a shot for you to jump? Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, I think he has a real shot to do it. And I think the real shot is just him keeping his head down and going through the process. And I want to tell everybody, right, when that because obviously if you listen to us every day, right, shout out to our everyday is you know that heading into the senior bowl, Spencer Rallo is one of those guys that we were like, hey, watch out for this guy because if he's put in a better setting than what he is at South Carolina, he could perform better in which he did, right? And I think as he goes through the process, the combine, you know, the measurements, the, the interviews, I think he he's going to start to create buzz. And then the biggest thing is the pro day, right? Because the pro day is tailored to your skill set and what you do best as a prospect. I think he's one of those guys that can hit it out the park. Now, right, right, because he's at number six. Michael Penix Jr. is at number five. I would be close to saying, okay, let's flip these guys. But DP, I have to be honest, I did like what I seen from Michael Penix, and we talked about it already, was the under the center stuff, right? And I think they're kind of going to be jockeying for that, that QB5 position, I think, throughout the rest of this. And I think this, I think that you kind of have tears. I would put, I was the, the separation, there's Jane Daniels at number four, right? And then I do think there's the next tier, and I think that tier of quarterbacks that's by themselves is Michael Penix Jr. and Spencer Rattler, right? But I think those are guys that you're sitting and we just talked about situations, right? You put them in good situations, and, and now I feel the same exact way, DP. You give me that McVay, that Shanahan-style offense. I think both of these guys can get the job done. Um, and, and when you watch Spencer, right, I think Spencer is even more versatile. And this is why somebody could sell me on bumping Spencer up. I think Spencer has better answers for pressure, right? When when, when he's getting pressure, I, I, he looked and, and there's something in, at Oklahoma, right? He looked confused and out of wax and he, it, it wasn't necessarily the same guy, but it's weird because he went to a worse situation, worse situation in South Carolina. But I thought that he got more comfortable in chaos. Right. Um, I think it was plays against Florida and I can't remember. They might have been a, the Georgia game also where he had immediate pressure, but you didn't I didn't see his process get sped up. He's like, ah, OK, I'm used to this. Here's my answer right here, right? And so that that would be the conversation. I think there's going to be some jockeying back and forth for Michael Penix Jr. and Spencer Rattler. And I wouldn't be surprised if Spencer Rattler keep etching, etches, keep, continues to etch up the board, and you're talking about top into the second round, back into the first round conversation where some team wants to take a gamble on them. You're sitting there looking at a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, 100%. And I, what, I, what I love about, like you said, he went to a worse situation. He went to the SEC, which is typically known to be the more athletic. It's like the bullets are flying in all these conferences. 
but then the SEC, the bullets are flying a little bit faster than the yeah. than the Big Twelve, right? So he was able to adapt. Where I watched Bo Nix, you know, at Auburn in the SEC, and when he was pressured, everything went haywire: throwing mechanics, footwork, decision making. And I saw the same thing at Auburn. He wasn't pressured a ton, but when you got pressure on him, like Washington, when they were they were like in those two games they played in twenty twenty three this past year. The Pac-12 championship game, then the meeting in the middle early in the season. Whenever they were able to get into the backfield and make him uncomfortable, you could tell he was uncomfortable, right? And then he's coming off a, a senior bowl where he wasn't great, right? Talking about Bo Nix. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say DP. I had I had the quote the other day, right? I said Bo Nix is a canvas with a lot of paint on it, and you just don't know what the picture is. Yes. And leaving a senior bowl. I'm not even sure it's a canvas, right? I'm, I'm a little bit more confused at the end of the day, right? Like, it, and, and it's because it didn't give us any answers, right? Like, I'm, I'm not sure exactly um, how to go about it and how to move forward, um, you know, with the, the Bo Nix conversation because, like you said, it was the deep ball, trying to deep ball. It kind of worked. It didn't work, right? Dumping off in the flats. Um, and then he the, the middle of the field type situation and not just saying that he has to drop straight back and throw it in the middle of the field, but even those, you know, those bootleg play action type situations right and then you kind of hitting that that second that second level defender not the guy in the flat it was still conversations of that too it's like ah is he willing to try it and test it to kind of squeeze it in the window because you did see michael Penix run that same exact play and he let that bad boy rip in between two defenders right and and that's kind of i think what the conversation is with bo Nix. yeah I, not i would also say like you know because i think spence had the most he had the most impressive throw of the week and that was that throw that Jamari Thrash. You yeah, know, at the that was a big boy through. That, that, that you know, tight coverage from DJ James, the, the cornerback from Auburn. And you're talking about ball placement, accuracy, arm talent. Then, of course, the touchdown to um to Marcus Rosemary Jack uh, Saint uh, Jack Saint. I think it's his name. I think that's how you yeah. say it. Um, like from Georgia in the actual game, right? And then that and what I saw, like you said, the 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 style of offense. I think Spence proved, bro. I can run the pro style stuff, the the under center play action get to the flats, get it to the first read, get it to the open guy. But also when you want to take that deep shot and you give me that opportunity, that money shot, once I get to the 50 or cross the 50 to the opposing 45 and we want to put first and 10 play action or straight drop back, you know what I mean? And throw it and he can work the RPO game. Just the creativity and the ability to negotiate pressure is why he was, because this was straight off of the film. Even before last week, I had Spence graded uh, a little bit higher than Bo Nix, and then he goes to the Senior Bowl, and he outperforms Bo Nix and Michael Pitt Penix Jr. So I'm 100% agree with you. He played in the game, and I I just felt like he was the most locked in QB all week. Well, every time I saw him, like yeah, you'll see Moses, he's dancing, he's vibing, but then you see like this stoic look on his face, like I'm here for business. Like even when he made a mistake, he's like you can see him kind of talking to himself, like all right, that's on me, that's my bad. And then he'll come back and, and, and correct it the next throw or the next, you know, next opportunity. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the the, the combine is going to be big for you know five and six, Keith. Five for the the medicals, six for yeah. the interviews because they're going to be you know people are still trying to hold Spencer Rattler to the seventeen year old kid from that Netflix that Netflix series and not realizing that hey man like you're thirty eight now guys like. Are you the same person you were at 35, at 30? No, you've matured. You've grown up. So allow him to grow up, too, and give him the Man, credit for doing so. DP, I would I would argue three through seven, right? Because 
with, with talking about JJ McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, Spencer Rattler, and Bo Nix. There's more because you want to see the athletic testing, right? How athletic are these guys? But then also, DP, unlike the senior bowl, right? They're just going to be like, and, and I know it's the conversation, oh, they're just throwing in, in, in shirts and in the short and shorts, right? But we haven't just seen Jaden Daniels just drop back and rip it to all levels of the field, just go at it, right? And be like, okay see that arm talent right um you know then follow that up with michael Penix and spencer rather to where listen we know that this is a, a deep post right you gotta let this rip let's see how the ball looks so i think this that's gonna be a fun conversation right the comeback hey that that's already in there you gotta throw that so i think it's still gonna be fun just to see these guys throw but dp listen that that's guys one through seven right when it goes to the qb rankings but let's round out this list man we said it's a deep quarterback class and that it is so let's round out this list with quarterbacks ranked eight through ten and then we're gonna have a conversation just to wrap this thing up did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement you can still have an ira robin hood has the only ira that gives you a three percent boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to robin hood gold but get this now through april 30th robin hood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info, claim as of quarter one of 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. All right, guys, let's bring this thing home. As always, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydays. And like you said, we're going to run through the last three. At number eight, QB8, Joe Milton, the third out of Tennessee. QB9, Michael Pratt out of Tulane. And the shocker for me, QB10, Jordan Travis uh, from Florida State. Keith, Joe Milton, right? Like, I think this is the one that's probably going to catch people like, there's people probably like, man, he's not even a top 10 quarterback, right? Especially after, like, the inconsistencies we saw down in Mobile. So factoring in what you saw, what we saw in Mobile, us being on the, on the sideline, on the field, up close and personal, we spent some time with the young man as well. Keith, is he still a top 10 QB for you? DP, this is probably the first guy that we got to that post-senior bowl, because like we said, I made this right before the senior bowl, mm-hmm. uh, made this list right before the senior bowl, right? And I was thinking, I'm like, man, I'm probably going to have a lot to shuffle around with Michael Penix, Spencer Rattler, Bo Nix, right? And then I looked at it and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm kind of okay with this, right? Like even post-singable. But Joe Milton sitting at eight. Um, I, I'm 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 a little bit more confused on this one too. Cause I I you see the flashes once again, right? But then you see it's 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 the good Joe Bad Joe type of situation, right? Where you just I, I don't know, DP. I don't know. And and the conversation is is I I I almost like the game film more than what I liked seeing at the senior bowl, to be completely honest. I, I seen some high-level throws on game film. So we talked about this a couple of days ago. It's like how much, you know, percentage-wise do you let alter, you know, that conversation? And then also this is the other thing, DP, is that, okay, cool. I moved Joe Milton down from number eight, right? Am I bumping Michael Pratt up, 
right? Am, am I bumping Jordan Travis up? Because Jordan mm. Travis process on film, we've seen what his process looks like, right? Michael Pratt, I would say potentially we know that he didn't have a great senior boy. It was not a good showing for him at all. So the question is this, if it's like, if it's not Joe, then who, right? And and I think that's kind of where I bump up to with as far as the, 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 the rankings and the QB rankings. And like I said, I think the film is still decent enough to kind of, um, I guess, kind of go with the one guy would be Jordan Travis. But I think Jordan Travis is probably more of a gamer and you have to watch the game film than what you're going to actually get out of a, a senior bowl setting or a combine setting or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's like, and you make a good point, Keith, because again, you look at Michael Pratt. Are you moving Michael Pratt? Michael Pratt had a, a really rough week in Mobile, you know, yeah. and, and even going to, to with Joe, it's, it's it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde in a sense where you see yep. the good and then you see the bad. And it's like, man, if I could just consistently get more of the good, because even in the game, right, in the actual senior bowl game, after Spencer had this, the, the touchdown drive and then the second drive, I think they brought Joe in. And then Joe's like first driver to, he was orchestrating the offense, man, layering the ball. Taking some of that sneak, pulling the string on it, taking some of that, some of the RPMs and velocity off his, because he's got the best arm. It's, it's not even, I'll be honest, it's not even close. Like nobody has an arm in this class close to Joe Milton. You're talking about power, velocity, range. Like no one has the 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 effortless arm that Joe Milton has, right? Mm -hmm. So to watch him kind of be cognizant of that in the game, I felt like he was making good decisions early on. I remember he had like a um a seven route to the, I think it was a tight end that fitted over the, the defense into the tight zone window. And I was like, okay, Joe, let's go. But then you see the mistakes. He's rolling out. You know what I mean? I think it was like first and ten. And Joe's a you know four, five, four, six guy at worst. Yep. It was like, Joe, you could just get scamper for this. Go get the first down or get as many yards as possible with your legs and and duck out of bounds. I felt like it was a I got to make a play to rectify some of the things I did this week. And he threw it across his body to a running back at that, who's drifting deeper in the back of the end zone instead of sitting. Then it was crazy because I remember watching, I think it was Cody Schrader. He threw his hand up. Remember how Isaiah likely and double covers looked at Lamar like, yo, trust me, bro. I'm got it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, maybe I shouldn't trust your hand being up. Maybe you shouldn't throw your hand up in this situation, but Joe tries to make a cross body throw. And Evan Williams, the safety from Oregon, who we spent time with, you know, great dude, comes up with the, you know, the great interception. But it's like those plays, right? The the final interception, I think, when they were trying to make a comeback, and it felt like it was a miscommunication between Joe and the receiver. He threw the ball. Receiver's kind of not running full speed. Defense just is right there, makes a play on it, and stuff like that. And it's just like, man, the inconsistency is there. But I still think that he's probably going to be at worst a late third or you know, early fourth round pick because of the tools and the teams feel like he's not a problem in the locker room. He is a smart, intelligent. We spent time with him. He's a smart, intelligent dude. He could talk ball and he's coachable. So it's like, all right, get him with the right situation and just see what you have there. But it's going to be interesting, Keith, because you, I mean, I, I just don't know what happens with Pratt. Like after the, the display in Mobile, I don't know where to land on Michael Pratt right now. Yeah, no, I, I think it's and, and even going back to the list, right? I, I, I feel comfortable with saying Bo Nix, Joe Milton, Michael Pratt, Jordan Travis, you probably drafting them and sitting them, right? For 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 a year. Like I that that's probably what I would do. And I'm I'm just 
the advocate. I know it's two different trains of thoughts, right? It's like, oh, get them out there as soon as possible. But I just feel like what you just described with Joe Milton, right? We're making the mistakes that don't have to be made and then trying to rectify them. And then Bo Nix, you know, with, with his situation with, you know, the Auburn being really bad and then the Oregon being with, you know, being good and being in that context is like then Michael Pratt, right? And Jordan Travis. I just, I just feel like draft those guys, sit them. If you feel like you have a good QB coach, if you feel like you have a great, um, you know, coach or organization, then maybe these guys can develop into starters. So that's how I kind of feel, you know, you're talking about breaking down the back half of the list and those first six, I feel like, look, you know, you give them a good situation. I think you could potentially get really good things out of the first six quarterbacks. But DP, that wraps up, man. My QB rankings, man. And listen, I'm gonna tell it every day, is man. If you listen to this podcast, if you can hear my voice, man, go ahead, jump on YouTube and comment, right? Let us know how you feel about the QB ranks and whether you will switch JJ McCarthy and Jaden Daniels. How do you feel about the conversation that we had about those two guys, man? But listen, man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the Talent Code. That right there, that is my co-host, man. Damian Parson, you can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Guys, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. And we have much more content for the rest of this week, man. And we're going to get into more and more things. We got this or that coming up. You got this or that tomorrow. Coach them up, Keith. We got some guys that's talented. But they need to be coached up. So we're going to bring that. We're going to talk to these coaches on tomorrow's show. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.